Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know we harp on it a lot. You need a good pair of binos. Yeah, I never hunted with binos until I was almost into my 20s. I never did it when I was a teenager or anything like that. Or when I was a kid, we never had binos. And when I bought my first pair of Vortex binos, the first binos I ever purchased back in like 2015, it immediately made a huge difference for me, especially in the turkey woods. So give yourself the advantage of a good pair of binos this spring, whether you're looking for more of like an entry-level bino like the Vortex Diamondbacks or something really, really nice like the Razors. Vortex is going to have something for you. And hey, don't pay full price for it. Use our discount code at eurooptic.com. Use the code SGN10 to get a discount on any Vortex optics that you want to order. Again, that's eurooptic.com, code SGN10 to go get a discount on any Vortex product you order. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now I'm a southern child, southern child, down in Macon, Georgia. Everybody knows where I was born. Well, You're listening to the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Now let's get to the episode. Hey everybody, it's Jacob Myers here, and thank you for joining me uh, for our third season of the Southern Outdoorsman Strut Report episodes. We're super excited to be bringing this to you guys a little bit earlier than we did last year. Try to get y'all the most up-to-date information on turkey activity in your neck of the woods, and that is our goal for this show. We try to interview between four to eight guys on a weekly basis to get you the most up-to-date information on what's working throughout the season, tactics and tips, uh, in a very short episode so y'all can knock it out right before the weekend comes in for all of our weekend warriors. So we appreciate everybody that's already uh, reached out to us to be on the Strut Report. This week's episode, we're going to be covering the state of Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. Now, Florida, South Florida is opening uh, March the 6th. So there's a lot of guys going to be out there hunting. So hopefully uh, our listener um, for this week's episode, our, our reporter, Mr. Richard, can give you all enough information to go out there and have some success to give an idea of what's really working. I know Mississippi right now, y'all have youth season coming up on Monday, the 8th of March, and then y'all season coming on the 15th. So we got a lot of great information as well on Mississippi along with Alabama and Georgia as well. But we appreciate y'all tuning in for this. Uh, stick around. Again, these will be coming out every Thursday. So if you'd like to actually be a part of the listener uh, or the Southern Outdoorsman Strut Reports, you can actually just shoot us an email uh, on our contact page on our website, which is thesouthernoutdoorsman.com. But let's get right into this week's Strut Report. All right, guys, first on the line, we've got Richard Martinez back on the line. He was uh, on as a guest for uh, an episode not too long ago, and I know, Richard, you're probably fired up for this weekend uh, with the uh, oh, yeah. South Florida season coming in, dude. But, uh, dude, to kind of kick us off, uh, I want you to let us know uh, what kind of what part of Florida are you kind of representing uh, so our listeners have a good idea of kind of where we're starting with this. I would be what well, I mostly hunt would be South Florida uh, and particularly south of Lake Okeechobee. Okay, so we're talking deep south, uh, South Florida, so all perfect. the way down, all the way yep. down. Here we go. So to kind of kick us off, dude, so people kind of have an idea of where this uh, report's coming from. Uh, what's the gobbling activity been like from what you've been seeing over this last week or so? Uh, pretty strong. They've been gobbling strong for probably three, four weeks now. So heard uh, this weekend about four birds going off just about all morning till they came down off the tree and, and then got quiet. But they've been gobbling pretty good. Now, is that pretty much on par with where it's kind of been over the last year or so? Or is this something that, again, is maybe a little bit better than normal? Kind of where did you line it up with kind of years past down there? No, I'd say it's, it's, you know, they're right on schedule for where they, where they ought to be. I mean, they're definitely February. They're definitely really vocal. Um, you know, when I scout, when I'm scouting in February, I'm really just trying to get in there as early as possible. Cause I know that they're going to be gobbling. So that's going to be the, the best way to locate them is to get, get in there, you know, before the sun comes up. 
Excellent. Well, kind of getting to our second question, uh, what is uh, the kind of situation right now when it comes to these turkeys? Are they, you know, still somewhat in a winter flock? Are they now split up? What are you kind of seeing kind of on the ground and kind of what you're hearing from birds in the tree? I think they're definitely split up. Um, this weekend I heard, like I said, I heard four birds and they were pretty far off from each other. Usually like earlier in the season, you may hear two, three birds, but they'll be in the same general area or be, you know, two, three trees apart from each other. But over the course of this weekend, what I heard was birds that were probably, you know, quarter mile, uh, distant from each other. So I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're, they're just about all split up by now. All right. Perfect. And kind of what kind of habitat are we talking about right now that you're seeing and hearing some of these birds in, were they spending a lot of time in down there in kind of South Florida? Mostly in the pines, and uh, we we've we've been having a pretty wet year this year, and uh, the water levels are really just starting to drop now, and and they're dropping fast. So actually, um, uh, just like the last couple weeks now, I'm starting to to see more uh, sign, more tracks uh, closer into the cypress. The cypress is still going to be flooded, but but those rims, those edges of the cypress, the water's getting down to just about puddles now. So that's great habitat for them to walk around in too. So they're, they're kind of like living on the edge of the pines and the cypress right now. I actually heard last weekend, I actually heard a bird, a hen. She was, she sounded like she was roosted in right, right over the, uh, you know, the swamps in the cypress. So I think they're they're kind of right in that in between zone between the pines and the cypress mostly now. And kind of going towards one of our last questions is, you know, what's your game plan for this opening weekend down there in South Florida? Man, uh, it's really just trying to roost them the night before and and hopefully get in there as close as possible Saturday morning. So hopefully, you know, it's kind of like. They're not always that vocal at night, um, so it's it, you know it's kind of a gamble. But you know, hopefully, uh, you know we can hear one, we can pinpoint him, and then just try and get in as close as possible. Because I think there we will also be dealing with hens and competing, uh, you know, for the attention of those gobblers uh, in terms of where they're at right now in the breeding cycle. So it's, you know going to be important to get as close as possible so if we can roost some birds friday night um you know i'll feel a lot better going to sleep that night well awesome richard well thanks again for coming on for this week's start report and best luck to you for this weekend thank you you too all right guys so next on the line we've got jordan pickett coming in from middle georgia jordan how you doing man I'm doing good. How are you, man? I'm doing excellent, man I'm, I'm excited to talk georgia turkeys man i've uh it's been a i don't know Something about y'all's birds has been a, uh, I don't know, been on my back. I can't get them off. Uh, every time I've gone over there, I've struggled. But I'm excited to kind of hear about what kind of activity you've been seeing, especially over this last week or so of kind of scouting. But what's the go- uh, the gobbling activity been like for you and kind of what you've been seeing over the last seven days or so? Man, uh last seven days or so, it's been a little slower. The weather's been kind of out of whack, so to speak. We've had rain come in. Uh, warm weather, cold weather, you name it, it's been typical Georgia weather. So I don't know if the uh, the weather's kind of had some effect on the goblin activity or maybe the rain, but uh, still hearing some, a few here and there, mostly later in the mornings, not first thing in the mornings, but uh, still hearing them out there. Now the warmer weather days, they're really fired up. 
and ready to go. But them colder weather days where it's kind of drizzling rain, they're kind of hold up and not really vocal on those days. Would you say we're kind of on par for where it should be right now when it comes to vocalizations and gobbling, or is it maybe not where it should be in, in your mind? For typical middle Georgia area, I think it's right on par. You know, the next two or three weeks, the weather's going to be getting right uh, as far as getting into the warmer temperatures and kind of holding there. So once those warmer temperatures get in, man, it's going to be, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be gobbling their heads off come opening day and uh, ready to go. So Awesome. Well, kind of the area that you're hunting in, you know, what kind of habitat type is this area kind of like uh, in middle Georgia? And what are you seeing these turkeys kind of sticking to right now, kind of habitat type? It's mostly flat ground over here. We don't have like a whole lot of like rolling terrain, so to speak. Um, few areas we do, but most of it's just pretty flat. But right now I'm seeing a lot of turkey sign in hardwood areas where I was typically seeing a lot of deer sign during deer season. Also, a lot of areas where there was some prescribed burns that happened this year. Again, those warmer weather days that we've had, they've uh, started bringing the vegetation out. I think the bugs and the critters are kind of getting into the leaves, getting out into those burn areas, those pines, and the turkeys are in there kind of scratching up, tearing it up. Um, usually around here, if you get a warm weather day and you start seeing the peach trees start to blossom, you can almost guarantee the turkeys are going to be trying to find that new vegetation that's growing as well. So good thing to look out for here in middle Georgia, at least. Yeah, those uh, prescribed fire areas are fantastic for finding turkeys. I know so many people that get get all tore up about it. I actually shot a bird uh, with a buddy of mine in North Carolina on some public land, and there were still stumps smoldering, like on fire, in the spot that we shot the birds in. We doubled that morning. Um, so yeah. yeah, prescribed fires, man, there, it is a, is a magnet for turkeys. So don't let that kind of, uh, fool you guys out there uh, that maybe aren't used to that, especially if you're hunting national forest or anything like that, where they burn quite a bit, but awesome. Uh, great to kind of hear that kind of update, but that kind of wrap us up, Jordan, what is your game plan going into opening day and maybe even opening week? Man, uh, opening day and opening week. I'm kind of just going to go out to the areas where I've been scouting, seeing a lot of turkey sign. And first thing in the mornings, I'm not going to do a whole lot of calling as far as locating calling or anything. I'm just going to kind of let the woods wake up, see where the turkeys are gobbling at, see where they're vocalizing at, and try to pinpoint them. Um, If I don't get on them right away, at least I'll know a general area. And then over the next week or so leading into turkey season, I'll be able to kind of wake up a little earlier, get out there, um, on top of where they might be roosting first thing in the morning and just wait them out till the, uh, till the sun comes up and they get ready to get off that roost. Uh, around here, you got so many people that use like, uh, locator calls that I think they can kind of get a little call shot to it. They know that the difference between a, a owl call and a real owl or, you know, so on and so forth. So if you are going to use some kind of locator call around here, it's got to be something kind of unique, so to speak, especially first thing in the morning. Um, and then leading later on into like the, uh, afternoon hunts, uh, gonna just have that patience and wait out the birds and look for those big open areas. Like I said, where they might be out there scratching around, looking for some food, power lines, uh, those burnt open pines, open hardwoods, just somewhere where they might be strolling through, possibly looking for a lone hen or just scratching, looking for some food and, uh, just kind of go with that. Awesome, Jordan. Well, thanks again for coming on and sharing a little bit of your experience, and uh, best of luck to you for this season. Yeah, man. I sure do appreciate you having me on.
If you live in the South, you get to rifle hunt more than pretty much the rest of the country. With all that rifle hunting can come a lot of damage to your hearing. We all know we need to be protecting our hearing when we're gun hunting, but the use of traditional hearing equipment is not ideal. That rut crazed buck might only give you a split second to get a shot off through the pines, which is never enough time to get your hearing protection on. We all know a suppressor is ideal for that situation, but buying one has always been a long, difficult process until Silencer Central. Silencer Central is the creator of a revolutionary process which silences headaches and hassles. The process is simple and makes sense. It's a process that begins with paperwork without the work and ends with Silencer Central delivering your silencer right to your door. That's right, right to your door. They take care of the government paperwork for you and then send you your silencer when it's ready. Sound too good to be true? Well, learn more about Silencer Central's easy buying process at silencercentral.com or give them a call at 888-988-8179. All right, guys, and next on the line, we've got our buddy Wayne Lackey coming in from Alabama. Wayne, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. Not as well as you, though, because I know you've been out there getting after some birds listening, and I know you got a, probably a pretty good report for us to kind of get a good idea of what we're expecting to see kind of around this, uh, you know, kind of central part of Alabama, just Alabama in general. But to kind of kick us off, Wayne, what's the gobbling activity been like uh, over this last week or so with you being out there scouting? Well, they're they're gobbling, but just you know, just a time or two. I mean, I heard one gobble on the ground this past Saturday, which you know I was a little later than normal getting getting to the woods. You know, it was uh, you know it was done you know pretty good daylight before I was able to get out, and uh, but you know he he was he was on the ground. I mean, all the others that I'd heard you know gobbled a time or two in a tree, and then. You know, then they, you know, didn't gobble on the ground at all. So maybe, maybe that's a, a sign of uh, things changing a little bit. Now, compared to maybe years past, are we during this time of the year, this this time of kind of early March, are we kind of on pace for what you've seen in the past for gobbling activity, or is it a little bit better, or a little bit worse compared to what you've seen in years past from right now? Uh, yeah, I think we're. I think we're about on on pace. I mean, we don't have as many birds as we had last year. You know, there was a, a lot of two-year-olds last year, and uh, you know, a lot of those got killed last spring. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I personally don't think there's as many birds out there this time. But you know, you never can tell. I mean, I haven't been seeing as many birds this year as I saw last year. I mean, last spring or last February, you know, we were seeing, you know, big droves of, you know, two, three-year-old birds, you know, long beards, you know, seeing big droves of long beards, four, five, six birds walking together at this time of year. You're not seeing that this year. I've seen one drove of four together, and, uh, you know, you just don't see the, you know, the large numbers of, of you know, long beards out together. Yeah, and definitely, I know we've talked to Dr. Chamberlain about that um, on, on episode with him about how uh, COVID possibly affected that, and you know, high rates of harvest and you know, super high turnouts for turkey hunters. So it'd be interesting to kind of see how you know Alabama produces this year, along with other states, and kind of seeing if there is a, a downtick because of that. But they kind of go into our next question. I want to ask about winter flocks. Are, are you still are you still seeing what looks like you know some winter flocks still together? Or are you starting to see birds break up? Yeah, well, um, I've seen two droves uh, of 
probably 40 plus birds you know one uh 10 miles south of where i live and the other one 10 miles north so you know they're out getting in the fields and starting to go around but one the one drove that was close to the road that you could make out pretty good it had a lot of just all kinds of turkeys it had jakes and hens and and uh long beards all walking together and they were kind of scattered uh you know apart like they were uh separate from one another you know which makes me believe that you know it's not one drove because generally you know during the fall months in october november uh december you know long beards walk by themselves and then hens and jakes you know they're you know poults from the, the previous uh spring you know they're all still together well come on up into december you know they or january they're still doing that and then you start getting into february and these droves start getting in fields and stuff because you know that's where they're finding some feed and you know they slowly start getting to one another and then pretty soon you know they're going to all kind of be in one gang and start working out their pecking order you know but i mean i saw one long beard walking with two hens so you know i think that it's about time for them to to start uh busting up you know the, those jakes those long beards will get to where you know when their testosterone gets up to a certain level and they start uh you know getting ready to do their thing they'll start running those jakes off or maybe the jakes will run them off you never can tell. I mean, sometimes big droves of jakes, they'll they'll run the gobblers off. Now, kind of going into habitat, what kind of habitat are you seeing a lot of the birds in right now, especially some of the ones that you're hearing on the limb? And then how's that going to change, especially come, you know, a week or so down the road? Do you think they're going to start transitioning to other areas? The four I saw um, last week, I guess, they they were standing in open hardwoods. You know, pretty much everything I've seen, you know, they're kind of just in, well, they were in open hardwoods right across the road from a, about a thousand acre burn, you know, a cool season burn. And they burned the woods uh, right after uh, probably about mid-January, the Forest Service burned that. And so, you know, the, the turkeys were going across the road. One, one bird was standing in the road and he was getting ready to go over into that burn. I, I think they're just out walking. You know, they're, they're probably covering a lot of ground looking for feed right now. Where I've heard them gobbling, it's just kind of mixed woods. Uh, one place was, a, you know, he was in a, a bug patch, on the edge of a bug patch, you know, where all the trees had just uh, died and the wind, they fell over and it kind of created a uh, an opening in the, in the woods. You know, it's not a clear cut, but I mean, it's similar to a clear cut. You know, it wasn't cut by loggers. It's just essentially a, about a, 10 acre patch of woods that just died and and uh, the hardwood brush and stuff started growing up in it and i mean he was on a fire break uh between that and some some hardwoods but i mean they, they may be anywhere man i mean you know turkeys will do what turkeys will do i mean sometimes it just defies any sort of explanation oh spot on with that and kind of in the, to wrap up this report what is your game plan going into opening weekend of Alabama season and also really opening week? I mean, kind of what y'all's game plan to put some birds on the, on the ground quickly? What what I do is I narrow it down to about 20, 20 different places to go like right now. 
and I'm going to those places. You know, I'm spending my weekends or any time that I have, I go and check those spots because you don't want to show up to a spot and find out it's been logged or burned. And, you know, you show up at the gate at 4 o'clock in the morning, and when it gets daylight, uh, you know, there's no trees there. So you know, I recommend, you know, people getting out and checking their spots. But, um, you know, I'm just going to go and check all the places and – it's just kind of gut feeling when it gets down to the night before. I mean, a lot of times I don't decide where I'm going until the night before season. You know, I, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I'll change my mind 10 times the last, the, the week right before season. I might change my mind 10 times on the way to the woods. Yep. You just, you just never, <laughs> you just never can tell. I mean, I, I hunt a, I, I have it. I have it narrowed down, like I said, to about twenty different places. You know, I'm going to start narrowing it down even closer. I mean, we still got a lot of time between now and the time uh, season starts. Because I mean, for example, those four birds I saw the other day, they may be, you know, two or three miles away. You know, generally, if I if I go and roost a bird the night before season, it can change everything. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know any good advice to tell you. You know where to pick to go. I mean, especially not this far out. I mean, the week prior to season, if you see something, you know, you may go to the woods riding in the evenings and see a long, a long beard uh, strutting somewhere, or you may see some tracks somewhere, or uh, you know, see some strut marks in in a road somewhere and it could just change everything i mean all i could say is just best thing to do is get out and get into the woods you know it's too many people they show up the the you know they show up the day of you know they don't they don't go to the woods between deer season and turkey season then they show up and you know it's not what it was the year before and uh I, you don't want to be in that situation you know i've done it before i went to a management area one time and and uh, showed up at the gate and got out and started walking. And uh, I walked about a mile from the truck. And when it got daylight, there was no trees. I mean, it was a clear cut, several hundred acres. And, uh, you know, I'm standing there and I'd wasted a whole day or a whole morning standing in the middle of a clear cut with no trees. So I just recommend people getting out in the woods and don't wait until, you know, the day before season to try to, Find you a place to go. I've got to ask. That's why I got you on here. Uh, what's your thoughts of, those, of guys driving around the roads, owl hooting, you know, night before the season, you know, kicks off? <clears throat> well, up here, uh, I mean, you hardly ever hear them gobble in the evenings. Uh, I mean, I've probably only heard maybe two or three gobble on the roost in the, uh, the evening. I mean, you can do it, but – you know, I, I believe that the birds, you know, they start hearing all that, you know, it's quiet as a mouse up here. There's nobody in the woods. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, more and more and more cars start driving down the road, popping gravel, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And these birds, you know, a lot of times they'll be just right over the road, uh, you know, and then whenever season comes in and people start pushing them farther and farther back. But I mean, a lot of times birds will sit in a tree till seven or eight o'clock because you know the first morning of season and you know it sounds like Tyler the 500 out here where 
you know, cars just going up and down the road, people flying in at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to get to their spot. I mean, it's turkeys, you know, they, they're trying to figure out what, what has happened. So, you know, I, I was here, I heard six in the morning before season this past year. And, uh, when we got in the woods, um, we heard, I think we heard two that morning and they didn't want to gobble, but I mean, there was so much noise, you know, that they were not used to, to hearing. And I think that, um, you know, you, you, you want to definitely know that there's a bird there. Um, so that, you know, and just sometimes just wait him out. You know, a lot of times, you know, I'm going to wait until nine, nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, because he may be sitting just right next to the road. I mean, I, I, I think birds, a lot, a lot more of them are right next to the road than what, what people realize. Awesome, Wayne. Well, hey, listen, thanks again for coming on, sharing some experience and sharing what you've been seeing and hearing over this last week or so. And uh, best luck to you for this season. All right, man. Well, good luck with it. We'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys later. All right, everybody. And last on the line, we've got our buddy Josh Watts coming in from the state of Mississippi. Josh, what's going on, dude? Oh, not a whole lot, man. How you doing? Doing well. I'm sure y'all are getting excited though. You got youth season coming up in about a week or so. Uh, so it's a well, actually less than that. It's all yeah, under- getting close, man. Getting close. I guess what youth season starts on Start Monday. Monday. Well, that's that's awesome. So this is gonna be really kind of up to date information for anybody coming and listening from the state of Mississippi. Uh, Josh, to kind of kick us off, uh, what is the gobbling activity been like for you guys over this last week or so? Um, so over the last week, uh, man, it's been pretty quiet, honestly. Um, I know out of the past five days, uh, I've listened three of those, and the other two I didn't go listen in the morning just because of the weather. It was storming at daylight, um, and I've, I've checked multiple properties, uh, private and public, and this morning I heard one gobble, uh, and he gobbled at some geese getting up, and uh, that's the only gobble I heard in the past five days. Now, prior to that, uh, earlier in February, I was hearing some gobbling, uh, you know, kind of, you know, they kind of get kicked off early and, and you get all excited and they shut down again. And I think that's kind of what we're in right now. So um, I've talked to a couple of guys across the state and, and the ones I've talked to are having the same thing. You know, a couple of weeks ago they were hearing birds and now it's kind of tapered off and not hearing a whole lot, you know, maybe one or two gobbles here and there. As far as my neck of the woods anyway, it's, that's about where we are with the goblin right now. Now, is that something that's normal or is that something that's a little bit abnormal compared to years past? Uh, you know, over the uh, past couple of years, it's been about like this. You know, we can we can pretty well rely on the birds firing up right there leading up to our season, which opens uh, the 15th of March. Um, you'll, you'll have some right before our youth season opens. And it kind of ramps up from the week youth starts till when our uh, season opens. We typically, you know, around here, we, we see it start to ramp up uh, a little more over that week. So I, I'd say it's it's pretty normal right now. I was hoping to, you know, hear a few more birds, but uh, you know, it's 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 really not really out of the ordinary. I don't guess for what we normally experience. Now, in the areas that you've been scouting, kind of have some history on. Right now, are these turkeys still kind of in winter flocks, or are you starting to see them split up? 
No, so I, I have been seeing birds, I uh, just haven't been hearing them, and, and they're pretty well still flocked up. Uh, I know today um, I went and listened to a few different listening spots on a, on a property, and on the way out uh, ran into a decent-sized flock of birds that was on the ground feeding already. Um, never heard them, and where I was, I, I would have heard them, and they're just not really vocal, but they are from what I can tell, still in pretty good sized groups down here. Now, based off the area and the region of the state that you're in, what kind of habitat are these turkeys really sticking to right now? And how will that change come season or maybe the week after season comes in? Right now, um, the birds that I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing them feeding, and they're mostly feeding uh, right on the edge of fields, like under oak trees. Uh, we had a really good mass crop down here this year, and there's still acorns on the ground. And uh, that, I, I guess that's what they're they're pecking around in that. I mean, I've been seeing them closer to hardwoods than I have pines. Um, the places I've been going, uh, two of the private properties are plantation pines with hardwoods mixed in, and the birds that I've been seeing are on the hardwood side versus the pines. Now, typically, when uh, when season gets in, they'll kind of move to the stay on the creeks and they'll be in the pines and you know kind of in between the two but right now what i'm seeing is mostly in the hardwoods and in the edge of fields right now i mean kind of to kick us off uh for getting you season coming up on monday and this episode will drop on thursday um what is kind of the game plan for uh, youth season and kind of the youth opener and then also kind of transition to uh your game plan for when y'all season actually opens on the 15th so I'll get to hunt the first two days of you. So I'll get to take my son on Monday and Tuesday. And uh, I've got a piece of private that there's there's a pretty good spot that, you know, we pretty much know there's going to be birds close by. Even if they're still flocked up, they, they kind of roost in the bigger flocks in this area. Once they bust up, the gobblers kind of hang around this one spot. So we're going to hit it, see if we can, can maybe – you know, pull a few hens in and, and have a gobbler slip by with them. Um, and then if if that doesn't pan out, uh, I've got on public that is, it's a little hike back in there, but uh, the birds don't get messed with as much. And it, again, it's, it's a pretty much a, every year you've got these certain little pockets in there that have birds in it. So we're going to, we're going to try to give those two spots a, a shot. Um, Unless I can locate a bird between now and then. Now, if I locate something uh, that I know there's a bird, we're going to try to, you know, hang out in that area for at least one day and see what we can do. Um, and, you know, like I said, usually down here, uh, that week from youth to opener, it kind of ramps up. So uh, I'll actually be at work for the first two weeks of our, our regular season, which sucks. But hopefully by then, um, some of the guys I hunt with, you know, hunt the same areas. They'll kind of have a good pulse on what's going on, you know, with the goblin. And, and there's a, a buddy of mine, we hunt pretty much the same properties. So um, maybe I can con a little bit of information out of him and see what the birds are doing and, and have a game plan that way. But, uh, and, and like I said, this is pretty typical this time of year. So hopefully, you know, by the time I get back and, and I'm able to get in the woods, we'll have some uh, some goblin activity going on. Excellent, Joshua. Thanks again for coming on for this week's Strut Report, and best of luck for you all and your son uh, come this youth season. All right, man. Appreciate it. Good luck to you all, too. 
Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Strut Report. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with a buddy. And again, we will see you back on Monday for Monday's episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman. And thank you to Blackberry Smoke for the music for the podcast. Also, to follow along with us, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the Southern Outdoorsman. Until next time, y'all stay Southern. You guys seem to really have enjoyed over the last year where we've went to a Q&A format every Thursday on the show where we answer some listener questions. Now, some of the most common ones that we get have to do with gear, but also how to find a good hunting buddy. You know, I'm really lucky to, to have a hunting buddy like Jacob. We've been on a lot of incredible hunting trips together over the years, and it's just nice to have somebody that, you know, is always down to go on that that trip that you've always wanted to go on or, or who'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go get that gate before someone else does on public land with you, whatever the case maybe and like i said we get a lot of questions on how do you find you know a group of people who enjoy that same thing so you can kind of network and make some connections the mobile hunters expo is the place to do that y'all heard us talk about it last year and guess what this year it's happening in dalton georgia we're gonna be there june 28th through the 30th we're gonna be there all three days we're gonna have a booth you can come talk to us we talked to a lot of you guys last year had a ton of fun so looking forward to that again but guys i'm telling you this is the place to come network and there's gonna be a ton of you guys there a lot of southern outdoorsman podcast listeners are going to be at this show. And actually, Friday, June 28th, there's going to be an after-hour social after the expo. So what better place to go kind of intermingle, hang out with a bunch of like-minded people, and probably pick up a couple new hunting buddies. So you guys don't miss it. It's June 28th through the 30th. I'm telling you, if you listen to this podcast, this is an event you need to be at. Now, we'll see you guys at the Mobile Hunters Expo June 28th through the 30th in Dalton, Georgia.